What's up, Learn Lead fam? How's everybody doing? I'm here with my co-host, Landon Archangelo. How we doing, Landon? What's up, my guy? How we doing? Doing better than good, man. Better than I deserve, as you usually say. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're here to talk about Coach Fish for a little bit and then kind of tee him up and get into our interview. Is that, That's what we're here for, right? Yes, sir. Learn Lead Thursdays. Got another interview coming up. Tee it up, baby. Yeah, so um, we had Coach Fish come in. He's the, he's the, the founder of Throw to Win. It's a quarterback training company out in Los Angeles. Trains elite quarterbacks out there from high school to college, elementary, middle school, and even the professional level. Um, and he's starting his own podcast. We even tell a story about some interaction I had with Coach Fish personally uh, with Johnny Menzel out in out at UCLA. So that was kind of a funny story to listen to, and that's towards the towards the end. But overall, it was a great conversation. Um, he's a funny guy. He's very well spoken. He, like I said, he's starting his own podcast. Um, you'll hear a little bit more about that. It's called Fish and Chips, hence his last name or his his, his name that he goes by is, is Coach Fish. It's a it's a good conversation, guys, and, and you don't have to be a football fanatic or a football fan to enjoy to hear kind of what he has to say and uh, learn a little bit more about, about the game of football as well as kind of what goes on behind the scenes on a micro level. I like that. That being said, you guys enjoy the interview and uh, let us know any thoughts. This is the Learn Lead Podcast with your hosts, Tony V and Landon Arcangelo, coming to you with exclusive access inside the lives of some of the world's most successful leaders. Coach Fish, how we doing, brother? Hey, guys. I'm good, man. So I'll give you a little bit of a background here on Coach Fish. I, uh, To the extent that I know him, I, I flew out there a couple of years ago, trained with him and, and, a, and a good friend of mine, Cole Clayman, introduced me to him. Um, I was coming off of an ACL injury, coming back, just got cleared um, right before spring ball started up, flew out there for a week, trained with Coach Fish for probably about five or six days. You know, overall, just got to, got to get a good feel for, for him and how he runs his business and, and got to see and, and be exposed to you know, a ton of great athletes. I, you know, got to run in with uh, Johnny Manziel and Josh Rosen one time out at UCLA. <laughs> oh, and, man. Uh, I remember, yeah, remember that. that. We got to talk yeah. about that a little bit. That was, a, that was yeah. a story right there. That was a funny one. But um, but overall, man, I just kind of have stayed in touch uh, from a distance from Coach Fish. I've got to watch him uh, kind of grow his his business out there in LA, growing training quarterbacks, one-on-ones and group training sessions and film sessions and you know, I don't want to do too much talking and, and kind of just wanted to tee him up a little bit and, and kind of introduce Tony a little bit to Coach Fish and everybody else listening here to Coach Fish. Tony, anything that you want to you want to kick off with or anything you want to ask first? And also, Coach Fish, anything you want to add to, to what I just said? Awesome. Uh, th- thanks, Coach. I appreciate you uh, you coming on the show. It's, uh, it's really nice to have someone of your caliber on here. I just want to uh, just maybe share a little bit more about how your, your story and how you started this uh, this business up. Well, it's great to be here, guys. I just want to let you guys know when I you you, you guys twenty three, twenty four right now. Yeah, yep, twenty three. You guys are crushing. You Thank guys you. Are crushing. You know what I was doing when I was twenty three? I was scraping resin off my weed pipe, trying to get high. <laughs> <laughs> and moving to L.A. from Fresno, not knowing what the heck I was doing, and God, thank God that I grew up, but. To think about running my own podcast or 
well, podcast podcasts weren't around then, but just your guys' initiative, it just it's a good look. I'm happy to be here, but I'm also happy to see young guys like you get after it. So kudos, keep it up. Appreciate that. Really do appreciate that, brother. <laughs> um, to answer your question, Tony, I came out here to act. Um, I've always been a, a entertainer and the and, and kind of a comedian, and that's been my you know. I was an athlete growing up, really good baseball and football guy, but I'm five foot eight on a good day. Um, and I always said if I wasn't a midget, I don't know if I'm allowed to use that word anymore, but fuck it, it's a podcast. Um, then I would be uh I would be in the NFL just because my athleticism and without toot my own horn, I got really, really good hand speed. I got really great athleticism. I just I I had everything but the size. And I screwed up when I was young, when I was in my early twenties, you know, and, and I just, you know, I got into the party world. I came out to Hollywood, tried to be, tried to be a, a Hollywood guy. And I just struggled like, like most kids that don't really have a clue what the heck they're doing. And I found the love of my life, who is now the mother of my children and my wife. And it kind of got me on this, you know, the, the straight and narrow. Um, and I got back into my, my second love, which was sports. And I started training one kid in a park right down the street. I live in Studio City and it's turned into a full-time business where, you know, I get to support my family. Um, I've got guys that are, you know, playing division one power five ball. My goal is to be at a point where I'm, you know, I'd like to get to a point where I'm doing mostly, you know, draft prep stuff, NFL pro day stuff. And I'm getting there, but it just takes time. I've been doing it full time for about five years, but it it really just started with one kid. And from there, I had a friend, a, still a really good friend of mine that said, dude, you got to get on social media. And I was, this was 2012, 2013. This is right when, you know, Instagram started popping and Twitter was doing its thing. And I wasn't involved with any of that, but I started, you know, putting content out on social media and one client turned into two and two turned into four. And I started getting good at putting content out there. And I had an eye for um, not only uh, what looked good on Instagram, but I um, found out that I was actually really, really good with mechanics. And I don't know how that happened because I don't really recall ever being taught the perfect form. And I'm not saying that my form's perfect, but I, I can look at a quarterback now and pretty quickly diagnose just from hours and hours and hours of looking at quarterbacks. And I've, I realized early in my career that, I, hey, I could actually see things pretty quickly and which helped me get a name out there. And I'm kind of now at a point where if, if you're looking for mechanical help, I'm kind of like the go-to guy. I'm not the guy, but that's kind of my MO. So that's that's where I'm at right now. That's cool. You created kind of a uh, a niche within the the niche itself, which is kind of cool. So do you mind uh, sharing about like the, the caliber of people that you train? Is there a selection process that you have to go to in order to train with you? Is it a uh, like at that prestigious level where you can deny people that, that are training or is business open to everybody? I'm at a point now where I'm, I'm, I'm selective, but I try to do that in a, you know, a professional way. Uh, I think I'm catered to more high school, college athletes. There's a few younger guys that I'll, that I'll work with that I, I usually put them in a group setting. I get, I do a big group setting on Sundays and that's kind of an open door policy where if you want to get work out, you know, what work in, you're going to be with, you know, 20 other quarterbacks and, it's not going to be like a one-on-one thing, but you're going to be around guys that are going to sharpen you. So that's that's kind of how I give options. If you want to do one-on-one with me, um, there's much more of a commitment. There's much more of an expectation. Um, and I think that caters to more guys who are trying to do this 
you know, to get college paid for and have aspirations to play uh, professionally. And uh, I've got no problem. I mean, every time I coach a young guy, it always brings me back to like, I have to remember what the foundation of a throw is. And that actually makes me a better coach, but I want to strangle a kid after an hour. So it's kind of a back and forth. <laughs> like I'm not, my patience is being uh, tested every time I work with a 10 year old. <laughs> yeah. Now I feel, when I, when I want to work with, uh, with kids in terms of baseball, I always like the goal age, at least like 13 and up to where they have that determination and they're coachable to where that sometimes when they're so young, it's uh it's really tough to get through to them. It's tough, man. And there's niches. Like there's guys that I know just coach young guys because they love it. That's their passion and they they you know, that age works for them. I don't think that's for me. I think I'm I'm much more I like nineteen to about twenty five, twenty four college professional. That's that's where I found out I I can be more of all of me because you got you got levels to your personality, right? Where you have to be a little bit more soft and a little bit more reserved or patient. And with a ten year old, you know, I can't I can't tell them to freaking, you know, that you suck and you're never going to freaking be good. You know, I don't, I can't do that even though I want to so bad. Like yeah, yeah. I've tried to fire quarterbacks and their dads have been like, come on, give us, give us another chance. I'm like, he's not a quarterback. I don't, I don't care how much you're paying me. <laughs> like, no, come on. We just, let's, let's do it. We can do this. And I'm like, all right. And I've, you know, I've fired a few guys and a few guys have stayed on board. I've actually progressed, but Here's the thing with quarterbacks and Landon, you can, you can attest to this. Like I can't be, I can't be six foot five. It's not my DNA and quarterbacks are the same way. You can get to a certain point as an athlete or a thrower, but you either have natural hand speed and a natural motion or you don't. And there's a cap on everything. And I can't turn a guy that doesn't have a natural motion into a, an Aaron Rodgers because there's a natural ability and there's an ability of work ethic. Now the the Hall of Famers are the ones that have the natural ability, but work their freaking butts off, and that's the combination. And and I got to be real with these guys, and I am, and I hurt guys' feelings. But the bottom line is, you either have something or you don't, and you can get something out of what you have. Is but there's a cap on it, and that's really important to know what you have natural ability in and what you don't. I think that's I think that's a great segue to what I was going to ask next, and that's you know. You're, you said you're a mechanical guy. So what do you think the fundamental, if there, regardless of what age we're looking at, what are the fundamental mechanical principles that you preach and you, and you really look for, for, for those that, you know, obviously I could probably connect the dots being that I know a little bit more about the quarterback position with some depth. And I'm sure there's a ton of quarterbacks listening to this after it comes out. Um, to those that don't, what are the fundamental principles that you look for in, in mechanics um, for these quarterbacks you're training? I look for quick twitch stuff. My dad was a gold glove boxer and quick twitch and sudden movement stand out to me. I want to see how quickly the bat, the, the front foot strikes the ground. I want to see how quickly the back hip chases. And I want to see how quickly your elbow drives through the zone. And if you've got speed, whether you're all over the place, that's a telltale sign that you've got something. So that's what I always preach from the ground up. Let's get our legs, our hips, our, our, our elbow moving. And, you know, there's levels to all that and there's, you know, coaching points to all that, but I'm trying to be jabbers. I don't want to be over big overhand, right hook throwers. And this is all boxing, you know, analogies. I want to be quick with the hands. I want to be snappy and I want to be able to throw in a phone booth. Now, when we got to launch that sucker and, and get long and extend, that's a different story, but the majority of the throws, 75% of the throws are under 25 yards. So we got to be able to be quick throwers. We got to be able to be quick strikers with our foot. 
and we got to be accurate within that range. And that's where I really, really preach my mechanics. It's like, listen, guys, I don't care how strong you are, but if you can't get the ball out quick and you're not accurate, it, it's irrelevant. And, and that's kind of where I, you know, if I was, I can go deep into that, but that's kind of my foundation of everything I do. Cool. So I appreciate you sharing that. That so now we got the the mechanic side out of the way. Now let's talk a little bit more about the the mindset wise and what your philosophy behind grooming these quarterbacks are. This is the the learn lead podcast. So talk a little bit of how if you uh if and how you develop leadership through your your guys because I know that's a big part of the position as well. It's everything. It's everything. You have to be different to be a successful quarterback, and that's so terrifying for most teenagers because being different means you know, being exposed or looking or being alone or, or, you know, ostracizing yourself because you're doing things a little different and successful guys, especially at the QB position are weirdos. Most of the time, they're either all about quarterbacking and, and working and grinding, and they don't have a lot of time for, you know, the social aspect of things. Um, and that's, that's hard to not only do for a work ethic point of view, but it's hard for a teenager to realize it's, it's more important for me to be respected than to be liked. And that's, you know, most teenagers don't have that maturity. They don't understand how important respect is. They'd rather be popular. And there's, there's nothing wrong with being both. Like you can be hilarious and be an absolute killer on the field and you can be loved and respected. And that's a beautiful thing, but more than anything, you need to be respected. And that comes with just, how you carry yourself, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's the golden rule. You've got to be able to walk into the room and people got to take notice that you are, you're shining in your own way because you have that confidence and that swagger that comes from not only work ethic, but a belief in yourself that, Hey, I'm a leader. This is what I do. I'm not just a guy that steps on the field and, you know, throws a ball. I'm a guy that people need to watch that people need to pay attention to that. I need to earn respect day in and day out. And when shit hits the f- fan, it's usually my fault. So I got to be able to understand how to handle pressure. I got to be able to understand how to h- handle failure in the right way. And uh, how quick of a memory can you, you know, put in your rearview window mirror and, and not dwell on a, a pick and be able to, you know, step into the next play and throw, you know, a beautiful throw. I mean, there's so many levels to the quarterback position because it's, it's all it's all on you one way or the other and sometimes that's fair sometimes that's not but in order to carry that uh it starts with being able to work in a way that's different from most players and that's what i try to preach to my guys like you can't just come in and act like you're a linebacker or a receiver and work that way not that they don't work hard but you have to do so many extra things because everything's tied into what you are doing everything defense too i don't care if you're an offensive player the defense is expecting you to keep the ball in the field so they don't got to run their ass every freaking three downs and get back on the field and bail your ass out. So you got to be good with the ball. You got to be able to put time on the clock so you can give your defense a rest. Like there's responsibility after responsibility, and it just keeps getting deeper with, you know, all of that as you grow into your career. So um, that that's something that I really try to preach to my guys. It's like be respected. Um, and then there's guys like Cole Clayman, like Landon knows, like he was just an absolute stud and is so loved, but the guy works his butt off because he's, he's passionate about football. And I think that's huge. You got to be able to have fun, but you also got to be able to be a worker and that there's a fine line between that. And if you have both and you know, you really got the locker room. 
Yeah, I think that that works perfectly pretty much for anyone that's listening to this. If you want to be successful, most successful guys are the weird guys because they're willing to do what it takes to be successful and not have to socialize sometimes. And uh, I like the way you you talked a little bit about accountability, how no matter what happens, even if it's on the defense, everything falls on you because, like you said, they were you're responsible for for the time of possession and stuff like that, that if, if you're able to be as accountable as possible, that'll, that'll translate to everything. Yep. Yep. And that takes a while, man. I mean, there's, you got, you're around teenagers that either have it and they get it and they're still, you know, you know, they're going to grow in it. And then you're around guys that, you know, just haven't, it hasn't clicked. And you hope that they find that by college because everyone's a baller at that next level. And it's the guys that can, you know, handle all that extra, that extra stuff. And so, and so as, you know, I, I would, I would think you would consider yourself somewhat of an entrepreneur, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I'm and so self-employed. as that being said too, like, you know, I want to get into, first, I want to get into um, what you've kind of learned in this process, but I also want to talk a little bit about your social media presence and, and kind of some strategies that you use with that and, and what your kind of philosophy is on the social media side and how you've built your business with that. But first off, I kind of wanted to ask you, put you on the spot a little bit and say, ask it, you know, what have you learned from the guys that you've trained over the years? What have you learned from your students? I've learned that every, every puzzle is a little different. And when I say puzzle, I mean, personality, um, mechanics, backstory, and Mm -hmm. you can't coach everyone the same way. And I think if you try to, you're going to get burned out and you're going to see a lot of, you know, you're going to be bored. And my fear, my number one fear in life is boredom. And I think that's why you, I'll put some weird, stupid comedy clips on my social media because I've got to shake myself. I'll get so freaking serious about training and about guys being successful that if I don't, if I don't, and this is kind of answers your second question, but I, you know, you got to be able to be, um, you got to be able to have fun and laugh at yourself a little bit as you're grinding. But I, I've learned from from these guys, especially the guys who are. Um, a little bit, you know, I've been around a little bit longer that life, life happens. There's tragedy that happens. You know, when you're coaching kids in sixth grade and they're now 18, they look at you like you're almost an uncle or dad and you actually start getting tuned out like you are a dad and it drives you mad. I've got a kid that's one of the best quarterbacks I've ever been around, but he's heard my voice for so many years. And just like we've all done to our dads, we just tune them out and we just nod our head and we give them lip service, right? Well, I've got to learn that no matter how long I've been training a kid, I've got to find ways to get his attention where it's not the same voice. It's not the same. Uh, it doesn't come from the same place. And that takes uh, it takes time to figure out because it'll keep you up at night knowing that your kid's not your your athlete's not paying attention to you and you start doubting yourself but but then you also got to realize well this kid's been around me forever and he's doing really well how can I approach him in a way where he's seeing something new or hearing something new do I got to pull the reins back do I got to get in his face a little bit more what do I need to do do I need to talk more about his his personal life and not not much about football Um, every puzzle is a little different man Every puzzle is a little different. And I think for any coaches out there or anyone trying to teach or communicate, uh, you've got to be able to come from different angles or else you're going to be a one, you know, just a one trick pony and you're going to bore yourself and you're going to bore your audience. And so, 
on the social media side. So it sounds like you talked a little bit about, you talked a little bit about the, the kind of the familiarity effect of long-term <laughs> relationship with your clients and things like that. How do you grow, go about growing your business and how has that been for you? When I first met you, I think you were around, you know, 20,000 followers and now you're almost at 40. So you've doubled since I met you about a year and a half, two years ago. Um, what's your, what's your long-term vision for growth and, and how do you see social media playing an impact in that? And I know you put out a lot of content, ton of content of your, of your, of your clients throwing the ball and your kids throwing the ball. And, you know, whenever they have success, you're, you're posting about what college they got offered to or where they committed or, you know, where they're at in the professional level. So overall, what, where are you now social media wise and, and your marketing strategies and, and, and where do you see yourself going and growing? I hate social media. <laughs> i hate it man it's i i'm I'm addicted to it and i think most people are um takes too much time away from my kids my wife yells at me way too much if i didn't have instagram i'd be in a better marriage but with that being said me and my wife are homies she's she's my she's my butt but she's on my ass all the time because i'm I'm either getting DMs or I'm posting something or I'm tweeting. Social media sucks. But here's the good thing about social media. You can um you can use it in really, really opportune ways. Like I started working with Kurt Warner yesterday because he tweeted something and I responded to a public tweet and then we start I slid into his DM and we started he started sending me videos about uh what he preaches with his footwork. It was like that's when social media is kick ass. And and those are things where I'm like, yeah, this is what is different in 2020 than it was when I was in high school, 2003. Like Kurt Warner was balling out when I was your guys' age. And now I'm getting tips from him and he's calling me Coach Fish on Twitter. And that's, that's an incredible thing. I'm talking to a Hall of Famer and he's he's showing respect. He doesn't know me. But because of social media, uh, we're kind of all at the same level and there's leverage on both sides and we have opportunities. Um, but as far as like, what I've done and, and how I go about social media, it's I'm dude, I'm trying to more than anything now, I'm just trying to give my kids opportunity and exposure. It used to be about growing my brand. Um, and that's important, but I think that my brand has been solidified and I've I've put a lot of work to make that happen. Now it's like I just want my guys to be able to see um what they're up against. And I like putting throws uh, of guys that have their best rep of the day. There's a lot of BS reps that you'll never see on social media. And I try to put their best throw on Instagram or on Twitter, on Twitter, uh, Twitter for two reasons to give them a good look from everybody else and to show them, this is what I expect you to look like on every rep. This is as good as you can be. Don't be good. Every third throw. And, um, there's a lot of guys out there for whatever reason in the training world in the quarterback world or whatever, that will put BS reps or sloppy, you know, content. And that reflects on who they are as a coach. Now I've, I've got a lot of bad, you know, throws on tape that, you know, if I put up there, you guys would look at me and be like, dang, he's a terrible coach. And that's not the case. That's just work and getting, you know, putting the camera on guys. You're not going to be perfect, but I'm never going to put anybody up there that doesn't look good for them. And it doesn't look good for me. And that's, that's important. Like being able to do that and do it in a way where it's clean. Um, we are such visual people even more now than ever that you, you get sloppy content. You're going to get that type of audience and then it's going to, you know, trickle down to your money. And people think that, 
you know, your, your, your audience or your following equivalates to how much money you're making. That's not necessarily the case. I, 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 I've made more money doing what I'm doing, not because of my following, but because of how I changed my business strategy. And I actually had to hire a business coach to do that for me. And it hasn't, you know, hasn't doubled up on my following, but I've been so much more efficient and been streamlined with my money because I changed my strategy and my philosophy of how I did that with my clients. And his name is Ben Neighbors. I'm about to plug him right now. I am plugging him right now. Ben Neighbors. He's from San Antonio, Texas. If you're a trainer out there and you are feeling like you are inefficient or you're unorganized, you're not, you know, you're not making as much as you think you can, or you think that you can be better, look this guy up. He's got about 40. He's got about 80 followers on Instagram and the guy's crushing and it's all about what he does and how he strategizes people for their, their small private businesses. Um, so Ben neighbors, uh, from San Antonio, Texas. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of my two cents with social media. What are your things? What are some things you've been doing with Ben that you think have just transformed, um, your business and the way you look at it? I've made everybody commitment based for at least six to 12 months and it's all reoccurring payment. Like you're in a subscription membership. Wow. Beautiful. That, cha- that changed the game instead of, instead of paying, getting paid every session and not knowing when they're going to call you up or when they were going to, you know, now it's like, you're with me, you're with me for at least six months. We got a day and a time and this is your charge every month and it's on your credit card and that's how we do it. And I don't want to deal with anyone that's not committed because I don't want to have the headache of chasing you down. And usually guys that aren't committed aren't going to be getting better and you're not, you don't want to be around those type of people anyways. I guess the tra- transition a little bit, I want to make sure we talk about this. We'll talk about, I want to talk about your podcast that you're starting soon, but I also want, before we get into that, I want to talk about the whole Johnny Menzel, Josh Rosen story that uh, I brought up in the beginning. You mind uh, going into that story a little bit, or yeah, I've never heard that before. <laughs> just, a, just one more, one more podcast crapping on Menzel. Yeah. Let's get on it. Uh, we are. Uh, I forgot you were there, Landon. That for that was that yeah. was that was a funny day. We were um, we were at UCLA. I got called up by a guy who was. Uh, he does a lot of professional training in the off season. I got to work with uh, a few big guys with him over the last few years. And um, they needed some quarterbacks. Manziel was there and there was supposed to be like, you know, 15 receivers or, I mean, I don't know. There was a lot of receivers, right? And there was like, there was like 30 of them, like 15, 20, 30. They started piling in. It was right. like crazy. And, and um, we were supposed to give Manziel like, you know, we didn't want, we didn't want him throwing to, he didn't, the guy who called me up didn't want, he was working with Manziel at the time. And it was right when Johnny was trying to get back in the CFL, he'd already been, he'd already been cut from the Browns. So he was, it was a bad time for him. I'll give him that credit. Like probably, probably the bottom of the barrel as far as his, his career. Um, so we get, we get asked to be there at 11 o'clock at UCLA. I have Cole, you, uh, I think JT Shrout, who's at Tennessee yep. and, uh, Jonathan Murphy, who's at Kennesaw, just bunch of, just bunch of stud, like young prospects. Right. And, uh, Johnny shows up at 12. He's an hour late. He rolls up, looks like he's just tied one out, like had a night probably did. And he sees us and he's looks like disgusted like what who are these guys throwing like who who are these these dudes and he sh- 
he gets on the phone. I can't get a hold of my guy. Everyone's starting to look at me like I'm like w- like some asshole. Like brought these kids up to UCLA and Johnny doesn't want to throw with them. And I try to get on the phone with my dude. He doesn't answer. Manziel gets on the phone with his dudes, and they basically they basically freaking left me high and dry, dude. And they left all of us high and dry. And the worst part was. He shows up there and just takes all the receivers and just does a workout while we're just standing there like with our fingers up our butt watching this thing. And he's absolutely awful. <laughs> he's, just, he's just like looks so bad. And I'm looking at this thing and I'm like, this could have been such a dope workout if he wasn't such a dick and would have let you guys throw and made this like a really great opportunity to not only give him like reps in between, but like work with some young guys and you know he could have just had it It was a great platform from him to help you guys uh Mm -hmm. problem was is that he didn't want to do that and i don't think he was brief that we were going to be there and the whole thing just ended up looking really weird and i i just got so freaking angry because he didn't want us to work that i we just ended up taking off but that was um that was an unfortunate day because usually those things are fun fun stories and experiences and and you you know you try to get gems of knowledge from guys that have been through things or going through things but unfortunately it didn't work out that way that's a uh, that's just a reflection on think about it that that situation happens it's clear why he was in the position that he was in getting uh getting cut by the browns and being at the bottom of the barrel that's exactly why he was like that because he wasn't even willing to give back even just a little bit you know yeah it sucked the one it was uh, unfortunate the one positive thing that I got out of that day was we we did get to work out before he got there because he was so late. We walk in there, like you said, I think it was around like 10, 1030, 11 a.m. And, and Josh Rosen was out there. Um, they weren't scheduled to work out with Manziel or anything, but Rosen was out there training. It was right before he got drafted and he was working out with some of his guys. Um, and we had a good group of receivers come out to meet us, you know, the time that Manziel was supposed to get there. So we got to work out for a good, at least a good like 30 minutes before, you know, the whole thing fell apart but it you know i just remember i remember seeing that and uh seeing manzel walk in and and he just looked so like bewildered and it was hilarious just about how he handled it and yeah it's funny you get to you get to see those guys on a more intimate level and realize that they're 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 just normal people as well i got the same experience pretty much with uh robinson cano and the dr he was just basically the same way i won't go too far into it but uh yeah he was just pretty much the same exact way all selfish and all about him and it kind of reflects on where their careers are now so much potential. Yeah, you got two choices, man. You can either be and the thing is like when you're cool, like people want to talk about how cool you are to everybody. And I would have loved to have had that day with Johnny Manziel because he was getting crapped on by every person on this universe and been like, actually he was really cool to me and my dudes, but unfortunately he was exactly how people talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> uh for this next question. So you got this, uh, I'm, I'm hearing Landon was telling me that you got this pod- podcast starting up today. One, congratulations. Uh, uh, I, I hear the name Fish and Chips. What a fucking awesome name, dude. You can't, <laughs> you can't beat that. That just rolls right into it. You want to tell us a little bit more about that? What inspired? What's going to be to come? Yeah. I mean, I've been wanting to do one for a while. My wife has been like relentlessly on me because she knows that I can talk pretty well and I, I'm a good talker. Like I, I, I hope you guys are enjoying this podcast. If it, if I suck, then tell me. I probably shouldn't do one. Dude, this is awesome. I'm, I've been dying laughing. <laughs> this has been great. This has been seriously awesome. Thanks, man. You guys, you guys are done great. Appreciate. It. But it's um, 
I, I so I'm I'm 35 years old. I I feel I'm at a point in my life. I've got two kids, two little girls. I've got a business that I, you know, love that's mine, um, and I love telling jokes. So all I want to do is just get really funny, athletic people <laughs> on podcast and just talk shit and have fun and talk about life, talk about football, talk about baseball, talk about anything. And it's it just me letting off steam. I think I need to get on it once a week and just wrap on and, and talk. And I know a lot of funny people, a lot of knowledgeable people. Um, I, I've got the, you know, being in LA, I've got a few celebrities I can probably get on board that would be all about it. And it's, it's just going to be me talking, man, me and my boy, Andrew Hummel that I've known since, you know, I moved out here. Um, he's a producer out here and we're, he's a big, big, he's from Kansas city. He's a huge Chiefs fan. I'm a diehard Niner fan, so automatically we've got, you know, I, I, I hate him for the moment right now. And he's uh, a dear friend, and we just, we go back and forth really well, pretty much like how you guys are. You know, when you, you know, when you're in conversation with someone and after an hour it went by in like 30 seconds, you're like, that was some funny shit. We could talk about that and actually get an audience. And, and that's all we're doing, man. We're just going to see where it goes. That's awesome. I think, I think you're going to be a great host. You, I mean, you've kept the posture of this entire conversation going. We haven't really had to say much and you've been amazingly funny and character. It's been, uh, it's been really cool. I'm excited to listen to your podcast. So definitely sure, everyone man. check that out. Fish, fish and chips, fish, fish and chips. fucking chips. Let's go. <laughs> I might need to call it that, man. It sounds better when you do that. <laughs> That's awesome. Coach Thanks for fish. having me, man. Yeah, no, we appreciate it. It was a great conversation. Nice and nice and sure. We would love to be on yours if you ever would like the opportunity for that. And uh, we're just excited to see you grow your network as well. Hey, you guys keep crushing, man. Like I said, you're, you keep this up when you're my age, you guys are going to have an empire. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Coach fish. Yes, sir. How can, uh, how can these guys follow you? How can everybody give you a follow? Um, Instagram, Twitter, whatever you're, whatever you're shooting up there. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, same handle, throw underscore two underscore win. Uh, as far as the podcast, I haven't, you guys are the first people I've actually advertised it to. So when we get that up and running, we're probably going to shoot two or three. Um, we got the cameras. We're going to try to do it like legit, legit. Not that this isn't legit, but like, we're like, he's my dude's like full, full Netflix producer. Like he's got all that crap that I don't know anything about. Wow. But he wants to make this thing like. We love, uh, we're big fighter and the kid guys, Brian Callen, Brendan Schaub, Joe Rogan, you know, the, the guys that we really love, oh, yeah. you know, we think those are, that's kind of like how we want it to look, but, uh, obviously those guys are, you know, icons, but, um, when we, when I get that going, I'll put that out there and we'll probably have it on, you know, iTunes and all that. But, um, yeah, we're just gonna, we're just gonna knock a few out. Um, but if you want to follow me and watch my guys on throw to win Instagram or tweet, uh, uh, Twitter, that's those are the handles throw to win underscore between two and win awesome you're the man keep doing your thing we appreciate you hey appreciate you guys talk soon
Thanks for tuning in to the Learn Lead Podcast, where you get to own your life. Stay tuned for our future guests coming soon. Make sure to like and subscribe.